Welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. This is a gaming podcast with the occasional movie news thrown in, and I'm your host, Luke Eldon. I'm also joined by my fellow gamers and friends, Sud, Matty, and Perks. How are you doing, guys? Good, Luke. Very good. In the Christmas spirit around this festive time. Yeah, I feel like only me and you are. Yeah, I think it's like the other two. Scrooges. Yeah, Scrooge. Well, you know I'm all about that Christmas spirit. Enjoyed myself so much last week. I'm back again, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're glad to have you back as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's an honour to be here. Hey, at least you sound better than last week, you know. Yeah, Very it's big. basically yeah. like having a different person. So horse flu's you know. gone, so we're all clear now. <laughs> well, don't get too carried away. <laughs> well, we'll go into our first uh, topic of the day anyway, um, which is Epic Games apparently are going to be sued again uh this is coming from fresh prince star alfonso ribeiro who's allegedly suing epic games for the Fortnite dance which is the Fulton dance um which is actually quite a, quite a good dance i like the dance but what are our thoughts on this i mean is this it, it seems to be becoming a common theme with Fortnite of late doesn't it i mean i remember wasn't there alleged reports as well about um the scrubs after he was looking into uh, suing them, or, or he had some qualms with the, them using his dance uh, to poison. It seems to be becoming a, a regular occurrence. So, what are our thoughts on this news? Um, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> you know, Alfonso Ribeiro should just be grateful he's got that dance because without it, <laughs> he wouldn't be anything, would he? Really, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> you know, I know he was a big star in Fresh Prince, but. No one, no, no one would know him now if it wasn't for that famous, you know, the famous dance scenes. Didn't no one, no one know who he was. I so, think people would know him, but they'd know who he was. But, but yeah, he exactly. Be you know, and he, I know he won the, uh, he won that like uh, dance in the stars, didn't he? Did he? But, yeah, he did the dance on it as well like, in the end. Oh no, one but, did well. uh, Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair to him, I mean, you know, <laughs> he does have a right, doesn't he, if they're using it illegally to sue him? So we can't really moan about it, but. I don't know, it's a weird one, really, because I think, yeah, like you said, it, it, this isn't the first time, is it, that uh, Epic have been in trouble for this? So, it's... Uh, no, um, it's, yeah, like it's I a common thing. Yeah, Donald Faison from uh, Scrubs, um, Turk, he plays the character Turk in that, he, he, he was mentioning something about it, uh, I don't know, I don't think he went down the route of actually suing them, but, yeah, it's becoming no. a common thing. With uh, with Fortnite, I mean Alfonso Ribeiro, what he reminds me of, I think of the Carlton dance, and I, I think of when he was in "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Oh yeah, the I picture, that as well. the meme that yeah. went round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. Years, "I'm a Celebrity" was pretty good, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just I suppose it's not good news for Epic, but I don't think they're going to care. <laughs> no one's going to care, are they? No one's going to stop playing the game because. Uh, because he sued him. So, and to be honest, I mean, how much is he going to get from him? I mean, it's pocket change anyway. Whatever they sue him, it's pretty much pocket change for Epic now. So, yeah, it would have been more of a loss for them losing the uh, the dance from Scrubs because that's the no skin dance. That's like the most famous dance in the game because it's the first dance that you unlock, isn't it, in the entire game? That, yeah, that everyone is uses is just associated with being a noob in the game, is having a generic skin and doing that dance all the time. That's pretty much my dance then, because that's the only dance I ever unlocked. Yeah, you know I'm all about that no skin life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Forever uh, a no skin. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, it's, it's, a- it's an epic games. Um, Fortnite's doing well, so people are going to come out of the woodwork because they see that it's doing well and try and make some money any way they can. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, Mr. Destiny, Jay Perkins, is in the. Uh, the lobby didn't they have that exact same dance in destiny yeah exactly so and he wasn't complaining then you know because that wasn't in the limelight so it's a good point yeah well, apparently Fortnite's just brought a lot more sort of prominence to 
you know, all the sort of emotes that are incredibly popular these days, in particular with the younger generation. So, yeah, now now that they have a, a massive spotlight on them, I think they're a bit more prone to people trying to jump on them and claim some sort of, I don't know, would it be like royalties for, for using their their dances within the game. Well, that's God, imagine bizarre, if it was. To be honest. Imagine if it was, how much money you'd make off a royalty if someone yeah, that used that dance. But apparently, I was reading, I've read a little bit into this, and um, apparently the reason why this one is getting more headlines, well, obviously because it's Fortnite, so it's going to get more headlines anyway, because it's the biggest game in the world, but uh, as well, apparently the difference is, because this Carlton dance, like you were saying, it's in Destiny, it's in Forza Horizon 4 as well. You can unlock it in that um, as well as other dances. But apparently why this one is getting more attention is because, and why he's suing um, Fortnite is because um, he you can actually buy it outright or something like that in Fortnite. Whereas apparently the other ones, you can't buy it outright or something. You have to, you have to, or you can either buy it outright or unlock it. And the difference is in Fortnite, you can literally only buy it. And apparently that's the reason why. I don't, I don't know the, specifics mm. on that but that's what they were saying the reason was why it's why you're suing them yeah so well that, that's interesting so it, say if you guys came up with a dance and then epic you know used it and it was your licensed dance or whatever would you would you guys sue yeah i'd be suing them if, if they're using it without my permission dance. yeah sick of it i think it's hard to sort of try and establish what is your dance and you know how, how do you own a dance you know how do you what do you do do you like file for some kind of like dance patent or something like that like it's well this is the interesting it, thing. it's a gray area right isn't it yeah because i was Couldn't like you... wouldn't it be fresh prince's uh i was dance, gonna say and then wouldn't it be foxes yeah. or whoever owned fresh prince i was literally about to say that i was literally about to say technically wouldn't they sue the parent company of fresh prince of bel-air because <laughs> That's, I mean, sorry, wouldn't that it'd be the parent company, wouldn't it? Rather than Carlton, you would, then uh, Alfonso Riviero that should be suing, technically. Yeah, that's why it's there. You'd imagine it's their property. I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe he copyrighted it. it. Yeah, yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. I mean, in Destiny, though, it's literally called like the Fresh Dance. So like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, why you'd apparently paint it yourself, but then call it the Fresh Dance anyway. Well, yeah. Surely you'd call it the Carlton Dance or something. Or the Alfonso, or something like that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I just it's don't. I, I think that they might just be testing the waters. These type of um, celebrities, even if they're B-list, like Alfonso Ribeiro is, probably C-list. You'll have some sort of lawyer that's like, Alfonso, we can make some money out of this. Let's just test the waters and see what happens. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, be honest, I'd go along with that. Can't be honest. I'm getting sick and tired of seeing these dancers. <laughs> Every game, like you see in Fortnite, you see in Destiny, you see. In, yeah, even it's even in a racing game now. I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon. How's it recently. in a racing game? Oh my god, it's like it's so annoying. If you play that online on Forza Horizon, like, all everyone does is the Foster. It's so it's like, oh my god, when they win, just do the Floss dance or some stupid dance. Well, like, oh, actually, since you god. mentioned the Floss dance, apparently the sixteen-year-old backpack kid, as he's known, Russell Horning, is also suing Epic Games for using the Floss dance. What, is he claiming it's his? Or is it his? Well, apparently so, yeah. Yeah, because isn't there a lot of, like, um, controversy about who originated it? Or who, like, invented the floss dance? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. some people are saying, oh, it was me, and then there's other people saying, no, it was me. And it's like, somewhat, clearly someone wants to just be the one that was like, oh, look what I did. Well, this right. is what I touched on before, right? How do you decide who invented things? How, how is there yeah. ever going to be a clear ownership of, and, and can you even own a dance as, as your own it, it's a bit bizarre um but on the backpack kid it's it's crazy because back when when he was first doing it i think they actually asked him if if he would like something for having his dance within the game and he was something along the lines of saying no nah, it's just cool that you know and he's happy that it's in the game and it's no big deal to him and now obviously the game is the most popular game on the planet and then all of a sudden he's jumping on the they're trying to sue Epic Bandwagon to get something from it. So all of a sudden, he sees pound signs he, in his eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just seen that and thought he has to try and get anything he can from it, despite previously saying that he wasn't actually too fussed. So wasn't there? Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's not going to wash. I don't think. How far did you go? How far did you go, though, man? Uh, sorry to interrupt. How far did you go? Backpack kid 
you know, is the inventor of the original rucksack going to come out of the woodwork and be like, well, you need to start paying me money for using the word backpack in front of your name. <laughs> I never understand where they said it's like an endless, pointless war who invented what. It makes no sense. Yeah, that was my point on the ownership before. It's it, it's a grey area, but it's it's the greyest area. Like you, you can never distinguish. The, right. You can't. I don't think you can. It's impossible. That's, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree, but unfortunately, there are you know what trademark rules out there or legislations that allow you the uh, opportunity to own things. Um, I was just thinking then, you know, how we were talking about people giving you the right to use something uh, when you're a bit smaller then the more it takes off obviously they then want a slice of the pie as well wasn't there a similar thing with witcher didn't the guy who wrote the books or write the books didn't he give them permission to use it and then roll on what 10 years later or something after it's become such a success now he wants more money yeah he was threatening to sue them i think if they didn't, I don't know if they've set, I think they might have settled out of court or something like that. Hmm. Like, because I think uh, CD Projekt Red just <laughs> would rather just pay him off than have the publicity going to court and stuff, I imagine. So, yeah. um, I think there was something, yeah, he basically let him have it and then turned around and went, oh, actually. Yeah, that's made a lot uh, of money. I want more. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll have a bit more money. I mean, it might have been more complicated than that. There might have been other issues we don't know about, but it seemed like it was one of them where the guy's gone, oh, I didn't realise this was going to be a really successful video game. Yeah. Um, and settling out of money. court, that gets to the crux of the issue with uh, Alfonso Ribeiro as well. Um, these people, they don't care about the money until they're skinned. And then when they need a bit of money, it's like, what can I do? I, I, I imagine he's hoping for the same thing. Oh, maybe Epic, you know, they won't be bothered with going to court and paying for lawyers they'll just give him a few bob on the side I mean he was desperate enough to go on I'm a celebrity and dancing with the stars so I'm assuming he's skin (laughs) (laughs) I mean he must have been short of a bit of cash well I I don't actually remember him in anything other than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air I mean yeah my point is I'm not saying he hasn't done other projects but surely he hasn't been paid that well since and as I alluded to going on reality TV shows with seem to indicate that's the case. Well, it's made him a star again, hasn't it? Because people know him again now. He's actually quite a big star now. True. True. I mean, Will Smith seems to bring him on talk shows just to do the dance. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's done well from that. He so. just feels sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, I guess time will tell with that one. We'll, we'll see how that unfolds. Um, I imagine it'll probably be settled out of court be honest but yeah we'll see how that goes uh moving on to our next topic then which is um super smash bros ultimate has sold over 3 million units in just 11 days and in addition to this news the nintendo switch is now the fastest selling console of this generation through 21 months i mean what an impressive feat that is uh yeah i think one thing i did actually look up on it just just to add i think this was just us so We'll just, just put that into account. So worldwide, I think PlayStation 4 is still the fastest selling. But I think in the US now, uh, the Switch is the fastest selling over the first 21 months when they're both aligned. Yeah, it's still so, crazy though, isn't it? Still, still an amazing achievement, considering where Nintendo were after the uh, Wii U. I mean, <laughs> that console Wii U was just like, such a failure. I feel Catastrophic though, uh, failure. I feel at one point, though, everybody tried the Wii U. Nearly every house I went into, yeah. someone was like, yeah, I got a Wii U. And they don't yeah, even get strange. It was like a family um, thing. Yeah. I think we'll be glad Wii's though. And it's just condemned to the corner covered in dust. And yeah, grime. same. <laughs> On that topic though, the Wii was the previous record holder. Uh, yes, you for might this, be for right For the same about period that. of time. So it's like no matter yeah. how shit it was. I think... It still it was... had the same success, even though obviously the, the Wii Switch was is a hell of a, a lot bottle, better. Though. The Wii was lightning in a bottle because it was the first console that appeared appealed on a, like a mass level to like middle-aged people and mm-hmm. old people because of Wii sports and Wii Fit and stuff. Yeah, God, the amount of times I used to play Wii bowling. I'm sure Perks must have come round at one point when, you remember the football lot? <laughs> We'd all come yeah. round and we're just there playing Wii bowling. 
Yeah, it reminded me of the old like iToy days, really, where you're trying oh, to like God. punch a hole through the TV oh, while yeah, you're trying to control one. what's I on the screen. Is... Wishy washy man. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good fun. That was fun. The Wii was my most hated console because it had the most shovelware I've ever seen on any piece of hardware. I mean, you had like Cheggers Golden Balls. Yeah, we've already seen Golden Balls. (laughs) Just for Carrots, Golden Balls. (laughs) Just complete and utter shovelware. Every other game was just some piece of rubbish that had been made in 10 minutes. But to be fair to Nintendo, They've absolutely knocked out of the park with the Switch because I've owned one on a couple of occasions and it is a really, really, really good console. It's just what people wanted Nintendo to do. They merged their handheld and their console into one and it, it, they finally got it to a point where, yeah, they're not, maybe not like console quality games on the go, like to the point of like AAA. You know, you, you wouldn't be able to get Red Dead on there. But it, it serves a job like eighty percent of the games that are that are on Xbox One and PS4, you could probably just about squeeze onto the Switch if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. So it is a really good achievement, and it is a really good piece of hardware. It's just simple, easy to use. It's what people wanted from Nintendo, and obviously the thing that's been driving sales is the amount of games on there. Because mm. there's yeah. a lot of games in the Wii U that were just condemned to the graveyard that no one bought. And it was just an easy win for them. Oh, let's port them over to the Switch. There you go. The Mario Kart. Yeah. Wii U, port it over to the Switch. And everyone's like, this is brilliant. What is this game? It's a game mm. that you could have played on the Wii U if you knew the console existed. Yeah, it's, it's an important point about the games as well. As well as, you know, obviously that the fact that the consoles are hybrid uh, is, you know, that's obviously one of the massive reasons why it's done so well because that's what people wanted. But I think... The games that are on it as well has made a massive difference. You know, coming out of the blocks with Zelda, uh, you know, was it 97 on Metacritic? An absolute masterpiece by all yeah. accounts. You know, that helps, doesn't it, when you launch with a game like that as well. And then six months later, you've got Super Mario Odyssey, 98 on Metacritic, another masterpiece. Uh, and it's carried on, hasn't it? There's been a few dry spells. Um, but, you know, then you're looking at Pokemon and Super Smash Brothers. You know, they're both by all accounts, really good games as well. So they just keep delivering on the games and it keeps extending, you know, it keeps making people buy Switches. There's more and more reasons people to buy Switches the more games come out. Something that's been driving hardware sales massively over the last three months is Fortnite because... On the Switch, yeah. yeah, Makes sense. It's 11, 12-year-olds. Oh, we're addicted to Fortnite. Yeah, let's play Fortnite at school. Uh, We did it back in the day with PSP, didn't we? You know, people yep. used to bring it into school. We play Football Manager. That yeah, that's a good point. Thing. I wish, I wish I had. Um, I wish when we were in school, like we had good enough Wi-Fi to play Fortnite, or even in college, Wi-Fi was terrible. I couldn't imagine playing Fortnite on the Wi-Fi. It'd be like terrible. You'd be lagging all over the place. It would be virtually impossible. I even think back to uni days. The uni Wi-Fi that I you know, I went to uh, wasn't that great particularly, mm. so I just struggled to play on there, whereas obviously kids these days pretty much play on the go. Spoiled. I think another reason as well with the, the Switch, um, it's seen now, isn't it, as the home of indie games as well now, because of the portability factor. Um, so that helps as well. I mean, I don't think indie games are going to drive in massive hardware sales, but they're certainly keeping interest on the console. So... Um, it appears to, but it helps. appeals to both ends of the spectrum. You've got um, hardcore gamers that are going to buy it to play indies on the go, and then obviously you've got the casuals that are going to buy it because it's Nintendo. And yeah. then in the middle ground, you've got kids who just want to buy it because it's the next thing that you can play Fortnite on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, going back to the indie thing as well, some of the uh, sales figures are astounding. Like some indie games, certain indie games have sold like five times as much on the Switch as on PS4 and Xbox One and stuff like that, and it's just. Which is mad considering it's the lowest user base, the Switch, out of the, out of the, uh, out of the three. Yeah, but it's what I said. It's like um, Stardew Valley. Um, I've read really good things about that game, good reviews for a long time, obviously. Um, never got around to playing it on the Xbox One, even though I downloaded it. And then as soon as I got it on the Switch, I played it all the time because it's like, you know, I've got a 55-inch TV. I don't really want to be playing Stardew Valley just walking around farming crops on that i'd rather (laughs) just sit in bed and do it you know yeah it makes sense doesn't it Mm, i think it's a really good platform for games like that to excel because like you say they'll get lost in the sort of sea of all the triple a titles whilst they're on consoles and whilst they are on consoles uh you know in in the xbox and, and playstation terms it just appeals in a completely different way with a 
with a handheld or with a hybrid if you like so i think it's a it's the best place for them to be and you've seen that success with it no, and for as much as they keep releasing Mario 65,000 in whichever <laughs> Smash Party bros racing, uh, it's going to keep doing well. So, Smash you know, roll on the Switch. The thing is, though, people say that. It's like, you know, it's the same thing with Halo, isn't it? Where it was like, oh, Halo's... The, the difference is that every single Mario game, mainline Mario game, is, um, is great. And every single mainline Zelda game has, on the whole, been great. And every single Mario Kart game is great. There's no let-up in quality. Whereas... You look at something like Halo or Gears, and there was a drop in quality, wasn't there? That's yeah. the reason people. They've had their dips, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> Forza, you know, Forza Horizon's been great, but look at the motorsport series. I mean, no one, no one really cares about the motorsport series anymore because the, you know, the quality went down. They started introducing microtransactions. People got sick of it, and the Horizon series is the one everyone looks to now because it's a superior one. Do they not have like Mario Mushrooms microtransactions or something like that? I don't think well. Nintendo they don't usually have as many market transactions. In there. They might. They're, they're obviously they're, there will be some. They're slowly but... getting shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Microtransactions, mm-hmm. like to be fair to them, of all the games that you could put microtransactions in, I am shocked that they haven't put microtransactions in Pokemon because they would make mm-hmm. so yeah. much money from putting microtransactions. God, in. They really true. would. Oh, you and, can and, and, well, what? to get another Master Ball or whatever they'd be doing, or like a quid for a rare candy. Oh, people would do it in a heartbeat. I know they would. Well, actually, this is a question for you, Mark, because I know obviously Smash Brothers just come out. You know more about it than me. Have they have they got microtransactions in Smash Brothers? Like for no, buying they've got a season costumes, pass. so they've got like an right, expansion okay. pass. Where, so I think that's one of the first times. Yeah, they did they did it for Zelda with the two expansions. Yeah, but it's the first time that they've done a sort of expansion pass. I th- I think for um, makes sense, doesn't it? Though? I think Smash they Brothers. might have done it for Mario Kart on the Wii U. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is the first sort of big one I can remember. A lot Did... of people bought it as well. Have you bought yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I haven't bought the expansion pass, no. No, but you've bought Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Well, what's your opinions on the game? I haven't really had that much chance to play it, unfortunately. But from what I've played, it seems like it's going to be the same as every other Smash Brothers, but polished. Yeah. Well, 3 million sales in 11 days. And that's, uh, I think that's pretty crazy. So pretty good in it. I mean, it's consistent. Yeah. Well, I've also read rumors that um, Microsoft and Sony are lucky looking to copy what Nintendo have done uh, to produce a, a, a hybrid sort of console. Do you do you guys think they will or Microsoft? I, I don't think. I either. don't think so. No. Sony won't go back into the handheld game after the Vita. Ah, uh, the two obviously Sony would be the more likely to do it. I don't think Microsoft... Well, to be honest, you could argue that Microsoft are already going to try and do it I don't, through mobile. Yeah, yeah but so. that, that's Microsoft are already doing it. Yeah. Like, they're, they're making this streaming service. Yeah. So, you know, you'll be playing Halo on your bloody tablet or whatever in mm. 10 years, probably. Which is probably the, the more sensible idea because the future is going to be tablets and things like that, isn't it, for gaming? So, and, I really you know, like the idea, like, if you have your Xbox on at home, like, they were trying to do this. I, I tried to do this myself. Um, but it didn't work just because of internet limitations in a, you know, backwards North Wales. But um, if you have your Xbox on at home on instant on and you have like your tablet with you and obviously you're connected to the Wi-Fi at home and you're connected to the Wi-Fi wherever you've got your tablet, you can sort of like remotely stream the game to your tablet because uh, I was I was trying to get that to work with like some indie games so I could just play. Well, it was actually Stardew Valley at the time at lunch because I was like, this is the only way I'm going to play it because I just don't really play it on my TV. Mm-hmm. But it just um, it it didn't work properly. So if they can get stuff like that to work, it'd be really good. That does sound mm, like that, that has limitations though, doesn't it? Because it relies on pretty much having fiber optic wires to make it work. You can't really rely on the old school sort of yeah. copper cables to to pull something like that off especially if you're talking about you know the the higher end games it's just it does it's not practical perks but in probably a couple of years time they're going to start rolling out 5g internet as well on your mobile which mm. is mm. 100 megasecond plus <laughs> not in north wales it's not well no yeah wales, <laughs> but, you know if you're living anywhere if you're living in a, in somewhere that isn't you know a third world country <laughs> yeah. then they'll have 5g and then you won't even need wi-fi it'll work as long as you've got 5g because if that's actually you know running at more than 100 megs you'll be easily be able to stream any games 
Mm. Don't get me wrong, I really like the idea. It's just the practicalities of it in the I don't yeah, want to say foreseeable future. Yeah, it's it's something that they're relying on other things is, to make work. So this is exactly it, what we moaned about on day one of the Xbox One when Don Matrick and stuff had this vision for the Xbox. It's like that's fine having that vision, but it's almost like they live in the city where there's ridiculously fast internet and everything's interconnected, and they think it's like that everywhere. Like they've mm. never been to like a rural town. They've never been to like the countryside or something where someone's on like dial-up. It's like, well, he isn't going to be using the online-only Xbox because it's going to take him 40 years to download the next patch for the game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, by the time the stream connects from the console to his tablet, he's six feet under, so it doesn't matter for him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good point. yeah I mean, I str- well, actually, me and Sud struggle to download yeah, our updates these left. days. Yeah, But that's so... what, it's what Microsoft are doing. Like, I, I feel like, yes... It is the future, but you need to slowly wean it in and not just like pull the rug from under people's feet like they tried to do with the Xbox One and just go, right, online only is here. No, it isn't. It's nowhere near ready. You need to just slowly implement this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, their sales took a big hit as well for trying to pull the rug from underneath people, like you said. Well, speaking of Xbox, though, they're code names have been um was it reportedly they've been reportedly announced um, yeah they've been leaked i think yeah, yeah. the next generation xbox consoles reportedly codenamed anaconda and lockhart <laughs> you gotta love these code names don't you they always come up with <laughs> well lockhart uh... just reminds me of harry potter yeah it actually does yeah <laughs> maybe that's the console that comes with his face on the box <laughs> Gilroy Lockhart with crying face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the That's interesting thing. Durango, wasn't it? Durango. Durango was a uh, yeah, Kinect, yeah. There's been some weird ones, hasn't there? There's been some weird. There's a few weird ones for Nintendo as well in the past. But um, I think the most interesting thing about this news is the well, we already kind of uh, thought this might happen with the two console thing at launch, but it pretty much seems that this is going to pretty much guarantee there's going to be two consoles SKUs for Xbox at launch in 2020, which has been rumoured for a while and I think makes sense, personally, because they're kind of hedging their bets either way then, aren't they? Um, You know, obviously one of the consoles is supposed to be, you know, the the traditional, fully-powered Xbox One X-style powerful console that's going to cost four or five hundred pound. And then they're going to have the the street... Well, a rumoured streaming console that's just going to be significantly lower, so... Well, yeah, there's apparently, this this report, there's apparently going to be three SKUs, so you're going to get the sort of, Anaconda's the, from what I understand, is the expensive one that's basically going to be like an Xbox One X, but a next-generation version of the Xbox One X, like you said. And then there's just yeah. a standard next-generation Xbox that's sort of, you know, like the S in the middle ground. And then, obviously, separate to all of that, they're going to have a streaming console with no optical drive as well. Yeah. Which, obviously, is going to undercut everything, because... It's um, because it has to. Yeah, it, is, it has to. Yeah, it's got no choice. Fantastic idea. I actually think this could work really well for them, depending on what PlayStation do next gen. Because you know, there's going to be a lot of poorer people and parents and stuff like that that are going to go to that streaming box. I think because you know, if it's really cheap as well, um, you know, people are just going to go for that option. People always go. You know, they look where when new consoles come out. The cheaper one usually does better, you know. That's not it's not a hard thing to work out, and there's, there's you know there's reasons for that. Um, How cheap but, do we think this might be? I mean, it's not going to be like ultra cheap. I still think it's going to be. I mean, you're probably looking at if, if, say I if the 150 quid at a guess. Mm, I don't know what it yeah, has though. Is it just a streaming but, box? Because if it's just a streaming box, you can make it 50 quid. Well, there's no disc drive, is there? There's no, there's disc, no drive, disc drive, and it's going to but... be streaming. Apparently, I mean, we don't know, do we? They could like What's combine the components inside the console. Well, that's it. Yeah, we don't know, do we? We don't know what. We don't know what. We don't have any details on that, so we're just guessing at this yeah, point. If it's a streaming box, you know, it's basically just like a Fire TV stick that costs yeah, like thirty well, quid. So it just depends. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I mean, actually is. You could, um, like you said, I mean, if it is a streaming, then there's a lot of things they don't need to include in it. So. 
yeah, you, you could be right. It could be as, as cheap as 150, something like that, which would be massive. I think that'd be a massive thing for a lot of people, um, especially if it comes, say, installed. Which I think, I think this is what they're going to do. I think they're going to come installed with Game Pass on, like a year's Game Pass oh, or something yeah. like that. I think I think that'll and be a year, maybe fine. a year of Xbox. I wouldn't even be surprised if they combine the two at some point. Combine the gold and Game Pass together. And maybe instead of what do we pay now, forty pound a year? Maybe it's going to be sixty pound a year, something like that, mm-hmm. or eighty pound a year. But you get Game Pass as well, which I'd be fine with. I'd be happy to pay. Wouldn't be a bad bundle, really. That's what I was going to say. I'd be happy to pay an extra twenty if you've got Game Pass with it as well. I, you know, I pay. I'm paying eight, no, eight, eight pound a month for Game Pass as it is at the minute. So, mm, I think it's a, it's a good idea. Actually, it's it's an incentive if you've got. If you you know if you're a regular sort of gold member and you know you're looking to to pick up Game Pass on a regular basis, then it's, it's a really good idea to to make it discounted in that way and combine them both. So I think that that couldn't possibly be a be a negative for anybody, especially if you're talking about a, a streaming only box. Then why would you not do that? Basically, well, that's it. I think I, I think all, well, all four of us would probably do it because I know. Obviously, even you, Perks, I know you don't play as many games as you used to, but if it was only an extra twenty, thirty pound a year, why not? Because you know that's not much, really, is it? Over all year, and you're getting Game Pass, so. Yeah, I'd like I said, into I use the word incentive. That would probably push would me be in that direction, yeah. rather because than all that, you know, just having the two standalone, and and you know that that's where it stops at the moment. But I think, as with with anything these days, having the choice to to come at it from a few different angles would would definitely bring people in and. And that's exactly what they'd want with something like that. I'd have to think well, if they had the streaming service with that bundle, that that would sell really well. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it will. That's why I think I think next gen is really up for grabs. I, I, I still, if I had to make a prediction now, I still think PlayStation will be on top just because they've got the mindshare already and they've already got the user base and they've got people that don't necessarily want to transfer all their content over and their trophies over. And, you know, once you're into an ecosystem, it's hard, isn't it, to leave it behind sometimes. A lot of people don't like leaving things behind. Yeah, so I think touch. that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem Microsoft to try and get them people. But I do th- I do think it's going to be closer than this generation, next gen. I don't think Sony will have a monopoly like they have this gen. It feels like Microsoft are making really positive moves. Yeah. Definitely, uh, I think so. I think they've done well. I think the last couple of years, you, you can't really fault fault them for what they're trying to do. You can fault them for the lack of first party games, but apart from that, they're not really doing anything wrong, are they? Well, everything else been... about the console is great. I mean, I I love the Xbox One S. I think it's a fantastic console. I, I really do. I think it's one of the best consoles ever made. I'd, I'd probably go as far as to say it's one of the best consoles ever made. I really do think that, and yes, you have to pay hardware money. as well. Yeah, made like it's... obviously the games aren't. If you're yeah, talking about a platform, yeah, that's the, the games. Obviously, the games aren't yeah. as good as they've ever been on there. I'm also interested to see like the, the out of these three, the one that I'm really interested to see is that top of the line one because I'm I'm like very intrigued to see how far they're going to push the boat out with that because yeah. 450 for a mid gen upgrade with an X was a lot, but the X has sold really well compared to what I think they thought it was going to do. Well, hasn't it sold? Was it? I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Apparently, this year the X has outsold the S, hasn't it? In the US, anyway. I don't know about. Um, I, I could potentially see that. In the There's UK, been a lot of yeah. Good, um, trade-in deals as well that Microsoft mm-hmm. have promoted in in retail stores, but um, yeah, this this um, Anaconda or whatever it's code named, um, I, I personally think it might be as high as like six hundred quid. Really, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> Some people would buy it though. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> I mean, I think you and Matty would definitely buy it. Yeah. Although having having the Xbox One X would probably make me slightly less inclined to buy it straight away, only because I do think they're going to run the games on the X. I think the games that come out next generation at the start will run on the X. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I, I I said that in a previous mm. podcast. I'm sure, like I, yeah. I was actually convinced of it. If they make three skews. For this new Xbox, and then they let current games run with the X as well. It's just going to be so confusing. Like that's the the main thing they need to focus on is how can they get their message across properly. Like because that's four consoles that are all playing the same games, mm-hmm. and you, it's yeah. like parents and stuff come in and they're just like, 
what's the what's the new PlayStation? Oh, this is the PlayStation Five. It plays PlayStation Five games. You know, it's a simple message. Whereas if they come in and go, what's the you know, what's the latest Xbox? And you have to tell them four different versions of it all, that all run the same games. It just becomes confusing. I think this is the risk with the what's the terminology they use? The family, the Xbox family of consoles. Yeah, the family or, of consoles. Yeah. So unless you're sort of understanding it yourself, which, you know, we all do because I think, well, at least three of us would fall into the, the category of hardcore gamers. It's, it's really clear and obvious to us, but I think like you've touched on there with, you know, if, if somebody's parents were going into a shop and trying to understand something which probably sounds like gobbledygook in terms of a family of consoles and which is the newest and which is the best and which is the most convenient, it could potentially blur the lines and Microsoft don't need that. They don't need the the next generation to be like this generation was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they have to be able to sort of clarify and, and make it obvious to people. They're obviously not going to come away from the family terminology, but they have to be making it clear and obvious to everybody. Their marketing not just has to be hardcore gamers. If they, get their yeah, market, definitely. if they get their marketing right, then this will work. They're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the if they don't, huge. then they're obviously going to struggle. And like, well, I definitely agree with Marty's point, you know, with family members coming in to buy, you know, as a gift. You don't want to really confuse them too much because they will go for the safer option of, I heard PS5. They yeah. go, I, I know that's the newest one. I don't need to choose between four because I could get it wrong, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is assuming that PS5 is just going to be one SKU. That's it, true. It seems, it seems like that's probably I think what it will be. you're going to do. I think it will be. Do you think Do you think Sony, after you know, seeing these rumoured leaks from Microsoft, wouldn't be tempted to make different SKUs, different tiers of uh, console? I, don't I think they're it... less inclined to do it because the PS4 Pro, like as much as they'll try and tell you that it's a success, it was a complete and utter flop. Yeah, it didn't do as well but as that... I thought, did it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, they obviously thought it was going to be a big success, but then the X came out and kind of outperformed it really. On well, it outperforms. I think it outperforms PS Pro on pretty much ninety-nine percent of the third-party games. There might be the odd exception, but. And, you know, as a whole, the X is the superior one now. But I think what Sony are going to do is I think they're just going to try and make the most powerful console they can. Because they, I think Sony want the power back. Mm-hmm. So I think they they don't want that to be an issue next generation. They're going to want the P- PS5 to be the most powerful console. So I think they're just going to try and make it as powerful as possible. This is why I think Microsoft are going to, are going to really push the boat out with that second skew. So they yeah. can still have the power game under their belt. Well, that's it. Like, cause but, it, it's only kind of like if you make a PS5, if they're only doing one SKU and it's 600 quid, people aren't going to buy it. You know, it needs mm. to be in that magic sort of 300 between 300 and 400. If you go over that on you just on the PS5 in general, it's always like a harder sell. Do you think, um, do you, I don't know what your guys' opinion on this is, thinking about that with PlayStation, do you think to try and like you were saying, Luke, you know, maybe Sony will think of another uh, two different SKUs, but do you think they'll maybe use the PS4 Pro as their second SKU and go, well, look, we're going to be able to run PS5 games on the PS4 Pro? No, it's not powerful. Do you not think so? It's do not you think it's enough RAM mm, and the CPU's crap. So, yeah. The PS4 Pro, they will forget about as soon as possible. <laughs> I just feel like it's a bad... Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's a risky strategy from Sony just to go with one SKU. So do I, especially if Microsoft do yeah. pull this off, because they have to be competitive than Sony. It could be another PS3 situation, where it's like, you know, 599 US dollars, and Microsoft might say the same thing, but then Microsoft could say, yes, but look, we've got one for 399 US dollars and one for 299 US dollars. It's, it's a risky strategy for Sony, I think. So maybe you're right, Luke, maybe, for all we know, they could have another ski with the sleeve. We don't, we don't know what's going on at Sony, but there's not been any rumours about Sony doing different SKUs, so... Yeah. I just I just think from, you know, business sense, they might be worried about getting undercut. Yeah, I'd have thought that. I, I mean, it would make sense to me. I mean, as much as I said, you know, I think they'll still win the generation. I do think they'll probably still win next generation, but, they take, you know, it could all change. Things change quickly. Um, and, well, not just in life, but, you know, in life and just with consoles. 
in the game industry things change quickly so who knows we'll have to wait and see um yeah. but yeah it is a time you know a time thing we will see what do you think perks you think sony are likely to bring out different levels i'm gonna say that and I'm, I'm not going to sit on the fence with this one. I think they're going to go hard or go home on one, just on the basis that they've succeeded with a sort of clear and linear message in, in the past where Microsoft was sort of muddy in waters with, in terms of, I think, back to you know the Xbox One OG version, if you like, where when it was released, there was a bunch of misunderstanding. And at Sony's conference, they kind of just came out and said, look, this is what you do. It's really straightforward. It's really simple. This is what we are. Yeah, didn't and they've Xbox succeeded with that before. A home system. <laughs> yeah, and there was a bunch of you know we all remember it's it was one of the most prominent things of of the the next gen back then if you like was nobody really understood what the Xbox One could or couldn't do. Could you own games? Were you could you mm-hmm. trade them in? Was it locked to to you as an owner on that one console? There was. You know, there was a bunch of confusion with loads of different questions. And Sony succeeded by simply just coming out and saying, no, this is the game's console. This is what it is. Straight down the middle. And it was really clear to everybody. So I think they will, as much as I do definitely agree that they might be worried about being undercut or not having as much to offer, I think they'll probably stick with the, with the straight down the middle option and just basically say, look, it's worked before. Why wouldn't it work again? Do you know what's ironic as well, actually, is, um, you know, what could actually ironically happen for Sony is if they do what Perk said and double down and just go hard on a really expensive console that's really powerful, they could keep the hardcore audience, but they might find they lose the casual audience. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the casual audience, I said before about, you know, uh, a lot of people, especially hardcore gamers, you know, they don't want to lose their content and they don't want to lose their trophies and they don't want to lose their friends on PlayStation, but... I don't think the casual audience cares as much about things like that. I don't think they care about switching or losing content or things like that as much. Mm-hmm. So I think, ironically, actually, it could play into Microsoft's hands. I think it definitely push casual gamers towards Microsoft. Because mm. if you're a casual gamer, do. you don't want to pay 500 quid for a console if you can buy something that's £299. Mm, exactly. exactly. Mm, especially if you're playing the same games in, in a casual basis. You typically, I know I'm generalising when I say this, but it's more the third-party stuff anyway, so exclusives and such aren't really a big yeah. deal. So if you can access that um, for, for a much cheaper option, then why wouldn't you? Yeah, at the end of the day, if people are going to be able to play the next FIFA, the next Call of Duty, you know, <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Well, there's not going to be... Well, it's probably going to be the same Fortnite, isn't it? but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, the next... Even the next sort of Destiny games. Like, you know, games that a lot of casual fans, you know, pick up when they launch, you know, games like that then that's going to be, you know, they're not going to care, are they, about why yeah. would they buy a console £300 more expensive? Mm. I think you know? in sort of, you know, we'll, we'll be able to look back at this in hindsight once the, the launches of, of the new Microsoft and Sony systems arrive, but for the here and the now, I don't think there's a there's an obvious one that's going to succeed over the other. It's just very much a case of wait and see, and we'll see exactly how Microsoft manages to pull off its next launch, and hopefully it, it does a little bit better than its previous one. Yeah, it's all to play for, definitely. Yeah, there was a finance option in America that uh, Microsoft recently rolled out, where it's like a twenty-four month contract to pay for the Xbox One X, similar to a phone. Mm. And for that entire twenty-four months, you get Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. Um, Pretty good. I... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that like would be a really good option for them to try and roll out, not just in the US, but like into as many regions as they can. Uh, through like you know obviously through their retail partners and their online partners because obviously consoles are becoming more expensive but mobile phones have become more expensive as well and people still buy them Mm -hmm. but obviously they don't pay a thousand pound for an iphone 10 up front they pay for it over 24 36 months or whatever so i feel like that might be the future for these sort of more expensive consoles that are really like easy way for people to uh to pay for their consoles I do think what Microsoft are going to do now, though, is after the... Uh, I think they have definitely learned from the Xbox One reveal in 2013. I think they're definitely, from now on, going to give people options. You know, like Matt said, they might do the subscription thing where they go, you can pay £50 a month for the next 24 months, or you can buy it for £500 outright. I think they're definitely going to... I think they're definitely going to go for the options because that way, 
people can't really moan, can they, as much? Because it's like, well, we'll give you two options, you know. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if if they did do like a you know a similar thing with phones or contract base, I think I would go for the more expensive console because as would you go stands, for the contract option? Yeah, I think I would. Really, if it was the more expensive one because I, unlike you guys, I I'm not going to buy that outright. You know, unless yeah. someone buys it me as a present, is kind enough to do that. I'm not going to yeah. buy the most expensive one. So I think a contract would appeal to me more. Yeah, I mean, it could do. I think I think a lot of people would, you know, because especially nowadays, like you said, because, I mean, we, we all have phone contracts, don't we? It's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, But you go back 10 years, not many people had a phone contract 10 years ago or no, 15 years ago. Like, you know, I mean, well, there wasn't phone contracts 15 years ago, but when they were first being rolled out, it was I think it was around, was it about 2008, 2009, they started phone contracts? Maybe a right. bit before that. Probably something around there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, do you remember, I actually remember, do you remember at first everyone was like, well, that's not going to catch on, as if anyone's going to do that. And now everyone does it. Well, the funny thing is, though, that um, a, a more rolling contract like Pay As You Go is starting to make a bit of a comeback. Yeah, that is true, but I don't think it's going to... Because I've recently yeah. switched to something like that. Yeah. I... Yeah, I must admit I have as well. I paid off the previous contract mm. and now I've just kind of settled where I am for the time being until I'm ready to upgrade, but as a sort of crossover then there could be people doing that with consoles as well right they could take out a contract and finish that one and then think right i'm not quite ready for the new one i'll stick with this version of an xbox 75z or whatever the next one gets called (laughs) eventually yeah yeah and well yeah so who knows It, it could definitely take off it's just i wonder about the initial reception of a of a console contract if it's going to be as well received as i think it should be Mm-hmm. yeah I did, I, well, just going back to that point just quickly on the, the phone contract thing with you saying about the rolling contract, do you think they would do the same thing possibly as a film where it's like you can carry on, but it's just at a reduced rate or something? Or Well, the thing is with the rolling contract, you usually have already paid off your original ah, contract, of course, yeah. so you own yeah. the handset. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, that yeah, would make sense. Mo- the majority of the contract you pay for is paying for the cost of the device. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. when you paid for the device, then, I mean, you could carry on paying like three four quid a month for xbox live gold and game pass if you wanted to but i don't think many people would bother it's just it's just a way of helping people with with that cost because like i said i think consoles are going to become more expensive next generation i think the base ps5 and the base next generation xbox are going to at least be 400 so if there's a upgraded xbox on top of that I'm, i'm predicting like 600 700 quid to be honest with you it's a lot of money. It does, it does appeal to hardcore games because yeah. there's a lot of things. Like I'd probably buy one. I mean, I'd want an, I'd want a lot of things in there, like a, a solid state hard drive, so everything loads instantly. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean, but this talking thing, a lot you of money for that price range, and you can start affording it. People will pay for the best. If you mm. tell people this is the best console, people don't want, especially with Microsoft, because they've got the advantage of look. They're not a PC. Um, the Xbox isn't a PC, but it's as close to a PC as you can get in a console at the moment. And people don't want, as much as you know, um, you know, Mike in his basement sitting there will tell you that people. He has a name now. Yeah, it's really, it's really easy. <laughs> basement really Mike. Easy to be, it's really easy to build a PC. It's really easy. Yeah, it is, but a lot of people don't want to pay £600 for a graphics card alone that they could potentially fuck up building a PC on their own. You know, uh, you know, people haven't got the money spending £2,000 on PC parts to build a top-of-the-line PC. Like, people just want to buy something that is complete. And if Microsoft makes something that is like 700 800 quid, but it is fantastic for what you get, easy to, like, and it runs everything at 60 frames a second, 4K, top-of-the-line specs. A lot of PC gamers, like hardcore PC gamers, might be tempted by that, or people that want to get into the sort of PC market but don't really want to build a PC or, you know, haven't mm-hmm. got the money to be paying, like, 1,500 quid. They'll probably be interested in that. There is, like, a niche in the market, so I feel like they should really, really go hard. If they're making an upgraded next-gen console on day one, it should be pushing the boat out. It should be, you know, have all the bells and whistles. Because what's the point in doing a half measure? 
if you're going to make the you know the sort of most powerful console make it the most powerful console i, I feel like this is what the tiers level levels allows them to do though really yeah. push hard for the top tier like you said and aim for the people who want the best because you've always got the fullback of going well okay guys if you can't afford that don't worry we've got this you know? Yeah, that's the great thing about options, isn't it? Like you said, that's the great thing about what they're trying to do. People can't really, not can't really moan. That's probably not the best way of saying it. But people know they've got. People can option. always moan. Yeah, people can <laughs> always find moan. I'm sure there'll be for Xbox ones that will moan them, regardless of how many SKUs they've got. But they've always got another option, though. So that's the great thing about it. Whereas if you go with Sony and you don't like the PS5 and you don't, it's like, well, that's you stuck with it. That's it. There's only one skit, you know. If you don't like the price of it, or you don't think it's worth the money, then what are you going to do? You're either going to buy one, or you're going to stick with your PS4, or you're going to get an Xbox. Yeah, mm, I, I think Matty nailed it right at the beginning. To be honest, when he said that people will buy the best thing, so people yeah. will always be prepared to buy the best thing. Now, I'm not saying the best Xbox. If, if the PS5, in whatever it turns out to be, is better than the the, the highest tier Xbox, the Anaconda or whatever, then the best will get sales, regardless of how much it costs. People have the best phones, they have the best laptops, the best PCs, the best TVs to play the best consoles on. People will be prepared to pay high-end prices for, for the highest-end products, and that, that absolutely summarizes it for me. What Wasn't it um, PS3's tagline when that, was, when that came out and was advertised? It was the most powerful console. Yeah. And, and look it, exactly what the Xbox One X did. It, you know, it took over with that. And how much did you hear that as the plug? The world's yeah, most definitely. powerful console, the most I think powerful that console was an actual ever. Actual active dig at Sony, though. Yeah, it the probably was. Powerful console because they they made they had to delete the advertising off off their their. Yeah, yeah, that was funny actually, wasn't it? Consoles. Yeah, that was hilarious because uh, PS4 Pro came out and they were saying, "Oh, look, the most powerful console in the world," and then it was. Well, no, it wasn't just PS4 Pro. It was PS4 since day one. Of yeah, PS4's yeah. Advertising but... was the world's most powerful console. <laughs> I don't know if you oh, remember, really they was. changed, didn't they? They changed from, the PS4 Pro did say World's Most Powerful, and they changed to Supercharged PS4. Because <laughs> they had to, because they couldn't say Most Powerful anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. like on the back of the box, it says Dynamic 4K Gaming. Yeah, and we all know that means, basically, most games don't run 4K on the PS4 Pro. Mm, so. A way of making something that's actually a negative sound like a positive. Dynamic. Yeah, yeah spin. Right. Spin. Not spin. Well, I think I think we covered that topic pretty well, and is I'm really intrigued to see uh, the next generation of consoles. That's for sure. And we're actually going to finish today on a bit of a festive feel because obviously Christmas is just right, uh, just around the corner. So we're actually going to finish on a Christmas topic, and it's a simple one. What is your favourite Christmas film? I guess I'll can I just oh. can I just say before we start, I've actually got my Christmas jumper on, so I was very prepared. Jeez. For this part. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I can own have a Christmas a... jumper. I do, yeah. I, I own Christmas two as jumper. well. I own yeah. a Christmas shirt. Where Surely you've festive? got one for, for for where you work, Matt. You must have a Christmas jumper up there somewhere. Yeah, I bought like fifty of the Fortnite ones. <laughs> can I hand them out to the uh... homeless? No, I just got a different one for every day. <laughs> the fifty days of Christmas. Yeah, fifty days of Fortnite Christmas. <laughs> Retail, there's like a hundred days of Christmas. They were playing Christmas adverts in like July. Uh, yeah, I know all about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, me and me and Sud are definitely the most festive here, um, as Sud has <laughs> alluded to with his Christmas jumper. And I'll start with my favourite Christmas film, and it's actually it's um, a Christmas Carol with the Jim Carrey version, uh. though, where the animated version. <laughs> I really love that film. I think it's really uh, good. Well, I, I was thinking about Christmas Carol, you know, saying Christmas Carol, but I'm not. Sure. I don't think I'd choose the uh, Jim Carrey version. <laughs> oh, the Jim Carrey version's good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Jim Carrey. Got to be honest, but um, no, Christmas Carol. I mean, just the the story's good, isn't it? It's I feel like it's going to be Perks when he's older. It's <laughs> going to get visited. By, Perks, uh, yeah, <laughs> going to get visited by ghosts and take you through. Life. <laughs> it's more like he puts his one of the ghosts, I think. The way it's going. <laughs> I think I'd prefer that than watching yeah. the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Christmas Carol you choose then, yeah. Well, it was between Christmas Carol. I've got three, really. Well, mm. I've got four, but the fourth one I'll talk about in a minute. Um, okay. But the three is obviously Christmas Carol, Elf, and Polar Express. 
Oh god, I haven't seen that. I, you know, That's a really no, good film. I can't. Tom Hanks. Yeah. How can you beat Tom is Hanks? it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that is true. I love Tom Hanks, but I don't know. I think one of my favorites is probably The Grinch. Grinch. I like The Grinch. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Like, I'm not saying I, I, I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I, I'm gonna have to think about this because The Grinch is definitely up there. I do like The Grinch, but what about Home Alone as well? That's oh good, yeah, man. of course, Home Alone. The first one, obviously. I mean, I, I watched yeah. the second one last night actually, and I. It's yeah, the second really one's good. all right, but it's the first did one's you know obviously Donald Trump. the original. I did. Uh, <laughs> now that it's been pointed out about a thousand times. I know. Oh, yeah, he's in the film. Yeah. He's like, yeah. which way to the desk? He's like, round there and to the left. And then he just looks back and walks <laughs> up. Cock me. <laughs> <laughs> the Donald Trump, the Cockney version. Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. But, what? Great, great films, actually, Home Alone. Completely forgot about them, even though I watched what, it last night. What are the notable films? Is I'm trying to think of other notable Christmas films. I mean, obviously, this is, well, <laughs> we were talking off air about this. I, I disagree with you. I don't think Die Hard. We were talking about Die Hard, weren't we? Die Hard's a Christmas film. Yeah, for me, it's not a Christmas film. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, why it's are we getting into Christmas. this debate? It's, it is not a Christmas it's film. It's a Christmas film. It, it came out in, around Christmas, but it is not a Christmas film. In the film, it's Christmas time, and he's trying <laughs> yeah, to get I know home it's Christmas for Christmas. Time, but that doesn't mean it's a is Christmas Harry film. Is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone a Christmas film? It no. can be in parts. <laughs> it's not a Christmas film. <laughs> no, I know what he's doing. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> is Judge Dredd a Christmas film? That's just a, that's just a terrible. That's an Emicluster film. That's, that's the worst film I've ever seen. The worst film that me and Luke have ever seen. seen. I, I mean, I don't even know what to choose because I literally hate all Christmas films. What you don't like? What, you don't like Home Alone? No, I How's actually don't like Die Hard. <laughs> oh what? How can you not like Die Hard? I'm not. I've got to be honest. I'm not a massive fan of it. It's all right. Yeah, I'm not. It's not a terrible film. I'm just. I don't think. I think it's a bit overrated. I think the ter- the worst Die Hard is number four, and me and Perks went to the cinema to watch that. <laughs> yeah. He destroyed the helicopter with a car. Yeah, well, uh... me and Perks went to the cinema to watch Resident Evil Extinction, so you can't be that for terms of atrocious uh, <laughs> movies. Oh, uh, I can. Us four went to watch Judge Dredd, which we just talked about, and that is the worst film I've ever seen. Evil was worse. Yeah, Judge Dredd was worse. Resident Evil Extinction, about halfway through the film, a load of zombies come out of shipping containers, right? One shipping container, a generic shipping container. Literally, like 4,000 zombies come out of it. So you tell me how they fit in that container and get back to me, please. You can Terrible. write to me. Does I don't know, Evil but this is my kind motion. of Christmas film. Like that, That's, that's my Evil. idea of the holiday season. 4,000 zombies running out of a container and yeah. But does it, does it have slow motion in it? Oh, what no. was that? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember. No, so then it's better than Judge Dredd already. No slow motion. Oh, do you remember that scene? Oh my and god! She's in the it's not that oh, scene. Slow it's plural. It's those scenes. And do you remember the weird? It's like... about seventy-five percent of the <laughs> film. Do you remember the weird slow music as well that played every time it came on? Like, eh. yeah, so it weird. Was, one, it was Larue, so and two, it wasn't chippy. It was good music. <laughs> it was terrible. It was an awful film that should be banished from history. <laughs> well, was I'm concerned. Moving but, uh... back, because I know Perks, at least he likes Die Hard. So I'll ask him, is it a Christmas film to you, Perks, or not? I think I know the answer. It's a film that's set at Christmas, so... Don't sit on the phone. No, don't sit on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, that, if that, by definition, makes it a Christmas film, then maybe, but I, no, Die Hard's not a Christmas film. It's in the Christmas Die Hard on Sky. Listen, Die Hard is a good film, <laughs> That's therefore it can't be a Christmas film, because Christmas yeah, films are shit. So, <laughs> you just, yeah, you just like, it's, it, it's you one of your favourite films, you just don't want it to be associated with Christmas. <laughs> it's not one of my favourite films, it's just a good film, and yeah. there's oh. just a list of zero that fall into that category on Christmas terms, so... Yeah. 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 Next, next you're going to tell me you don't like Sprouts. Who likes Sprouts? Yeah, who does like Sprouts? Me. That's like, do you know what? You've, that's a good segue, actually. Because I was about to say, um, what's everyone's favourite, like, Christmas food? like Or what's everyone's favourite bit on a Christmas dinner? Pigs and blankets. Easy. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be up there, haven't they? I mean, unfortunately, Perks will only be eating rice this Christmas because he can't eat other oh, foods. Yeah, I'll muster some broccoli, <laughs> don't I? Oh, hang on, though, Luke. What about a nice roast potato? You can't beat that. I'm not a massive fan of potatoes. Oh, you're advocating that a, a potato oh. is the best part. 
Well, yeah, I mean, of course, I've got to stick up for, he my, is a potato. for my brethren, I'm not, yeah, so. He's a potatoes advocate. <laughs> oh so I've got God. to stick up for the potatoes. You're a cannibal, um, why are you eating your own family? They're just too tasty, I'm sorry, I can't help it, they're just too good. Um, what about Yorkshire puddings as well? Come on, yeah, but Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings. puddings and stuff you can ha- eat any time of the year. Pigs yeah, but who does? Yes, but who does eat Yorkshire puddings any time of the year? I don't. Well, I Sunday only have dinner. Christmas. Well, it's a Sunday yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but there's something How special about Yorkshire puddings. You've got puddings enough Sundays Christmas. in the year. Like, it's not just a yeah, Christmas thing. I just... Yeah, I know, but uh, no, I, I like Yorkshire <laughs> puddings. <laughs> what does it... Okay, this is a good one. What does everyone offer dessert? Why is this a question? What do you mean? I don't have... Because I don't know. Because I, I don't cheese cake ran out of material. Yeah, I was going to say because I'm going to say none of us like Christmas pudding because it's absolutely. I hate mince pies. I hate Christmas mince pudding. Mince pies. So. Oh, mince pies are scum. Ugh. Horrible. So you have cheesecake. Cheesecake. See, I go for chocolate fudge cake, but you know, it's just me. Bit of ice cream, you know. Nice little thing to have. After Pretty much like any time you go out for food, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I was gonna say, I might ask for, I might just ask for fish and chips. Yeah, and he'll leave the Christmas peas oh, just to annoy Matty. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that stuff? The like mayonnaise tartar sauce. <laughs> Oh god, you got to laugh on this. Yeah, for those who don't know and probably won't know, but Sud's favourite meal he eats it every time we go out for food is fish and chips, and he leaves. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I was in, uh, I was in Chester a couple of days ago. I had a lovely fish and chips. I got to say, one of the nicest fish and chips I've ever had. Oh well, was delicious. Chester on Sunday. Uh, it was a quite. What was it called? I can't remember what the restaurant was called, but but... it didn't exist. (laughs) No, it did. It was called like the. Oh, it was something like Pulsver. It was a weird name what? in the pub restaurant. What? Yeah. It was like on the outskirts of Chester. It wasn't in Chester. It was It was nice, though. It was like quite a posh, Pulsner. nice fish Because if chips. you're giving Pulsner. fish and chips a good... Pulsner or something. Yeah, Pulsner. something like that. Very good Pulsner. fish and chips because it's the only thing that you eat. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> uh, if you can find it, I'd definitely recommend it for fish and chips. But Wait there. I don't Wait know. There. I mean... We, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. I want to first get the answer to the two humbugs. Perks and Mai, what's your favourite Christmas food? Because I know you eat it. Yeah, you, you must have something at Christmas that you enjoy. I'll just when it ends. <laughs> when it ends. <laughs> oh, dear. How can you not like Christmas? No, my favourite tradition at Christmas is uh, gaming. Yeah. Well, it's not just because we're a gaming podcast. No, that's uh, a good time point. I remember though. Christmas, I always remember gaming. At some yeah. Point. Yeah, I, actually. A terrible game under the tree that I ended up hating. I was going to say, is, is anyone actually getting any Christmas games this year? Pooks getting Red Dead. Yeah, I'll pick up Red Dead. I'm that's getting Assassin's Creed, it. Odyssey. I'm not getting anything. I've got most games that I want. I'm looking forward to playing Assassin's Creed, actually. God. Yeah, Matty, I remember back in Christmas. Do you remember when you were. Uh, I went round to yours because. Where I was, he used to live next to your uh, your house, and we went around on Christmas Day. But what game did we play? Can't even remember. Uh, I don't know. It Obviously, always... it wasn't very good. No, but <laughs> I just remember having a laugh, and I can't remember what game it was. No. It's, gone. it's one thing we're all going to be doing for sure. Anyway, we'll all be chipping into a game together, yeah. whether it's yeah, and all it's the a new game will be going or... down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. New Christmas tradition. Everyone trying to set up their yeah. consoles. The little jimmies, little jimmies. Mommy, set up Fortnite. I want to play now. Mission V books. I'm sure there'll be loads of uh, V books under the tree for kids this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Epic, you're gonna have the best Christmas ever. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be God, ones they the actually best are. Christmas. Hey, Santa's going to be laughing this Christmas. All he's got to deliver is a load of codes. It'll <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an easy Christmas for him. It well, will. that's probably a good good place to finish the show. Um, we yeah, we all obviously hope you have a, a good Christmas. Well, me and Sud definitely do. If you uh, can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish that people have a bad Christmas. I just you know just I know it's going to have a bad Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to those two humbugs. Um, anyway, guys, where where can people find you on social media? How about you, Sud? Uh, well, with me, it's just the Twitter. So it is... Uh, the Twitter. Tense, but yeah, at the, the Twitter, as I like to say. <laughs> at it's the uh, at, at the, the Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> at the old Twitter. It's uh, at David Tense. Uh, 
perfect. And obviously, Perks, you don't go on social media that much anymore. So we'll buy no, it's you. there, but it's completely pointless to advertise it. I've already so. told you last week at Corpse. Why are people <laughs> following that Corpse? That is Perks. You see, if people actually try and find me there, they're not going to. So it's just getting people's hopes up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there will be someone called at Corpse. Yeah, yeah but it's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> where, where can people find you, Matty? Uh, Matty Cheatham, all one word, Twitter and Instagram. That's a, if, if you want to follow me for some reason, do it. <laughs> and there you go. It's not going to happen. Great <laughs> Hopefully <there>. not. <laughs> yeah, follow Matthew. Did you ever get little Jimmy, by the way, coming at you with any constructive criticism or feedback of any sort? No. I had someone on, on YouTube call me a little Jimmy, but that's about it. I wonder who that was. I still wonder you know, who that was. It's you with a fake account. It was clear. <laughs> it's Perks at Corp. Yeah. Matt is a little Jimmy. <laughs> Hashtag six feet under. <laughs> anyway, guys, you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leld, L-E-L-3-Ds, add a nine at the end on Instagram. And you can also find Checkpoint Reached on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Pod. And we're also on YouTube, which is, we've changed it from Checkpoint Reached to Checkpoint Reached Podcast. So there we go. Yeah, as I said before, we hope you have a good Christmas. Um, we'll be back towards the start of the new year. Uh, and also, guys, I hope you have a good Christmas best you can. Anyway, Perks and my. Yeah, yeah, Merry I'm Christmas, sure. everyone. And Merry Christmas, Perkins and Matt. I'm sure Christmas will be great for you all. Stop trying to big it up. Have yourself a <laughs> Best merry time of year. Christmas. There you go. That's the perfect way to finish it. Have a good Christmas, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you too. See you.